Good morning, brothers and sisters. This is Brother Joe. So glad you joined me for Sunday worship. So brothers and sisters, if you brought your Bibles today, please turn to the book of 1 Samuel chapter 15. And we'll start reading in verse 10. Now the word of the Lord came to Samuel saying, I greatly regret that I have set up Saul as king, for he has turned back from following me and has not performed my commandments. He grieved Samuel and he cried out to the Lord all night. And let me just share with you the thing that gets God to where he doesn't want Samuel to pray for Saul anymore. And he wants to take his kingdom and give it to King David. He was told to go and fight the Amalekites and to destroy and kill everything. Well, Saul does, except for he doesn't kill everything. It brings back the king alive and all the choice animals, the people collected them, but God told him to, to kill everything. You see, when God tells us to do something, we have to do it exactly the way he wants it. And so reading verse 18, Samuel tells Saul, now the Lord sent you on a mission and said, go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amulekites, and fight against them until they are consumed. Why then do you not obey the voice of the Lord? And Saul answers Samuel, I have utterly destroyed the Amulekites, but the people took of the plunder sheep and oxen the best of the things which should have been utterly destroyed, to sacrifice to the Lord your God in Gilgal. So Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifice as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. Amen? Amen. So he didn't obey the Lord God Almighty. And so the Lord tells Samuel to get off your knees for Saul. And reading verse 16, verse 1. Now the Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul? Seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel. Fill your horn with oil and go. I am sending you to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I have provided myself a king among his sons. You see, Saul was the people's king. and David was God's king. Amen? Amen. So our second passage we'll read is found in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 14. Now let me explain the prophetic books, which this is one, they talk about things that are happening right then, 
and in the near future, and also way in the future, like where we are right now. So keep that in mind as we go through this passage. There's a dual meaning here. Two time frames. Reading from verse 10. Thus says the Lord to the people, thus they have loved to wander. They have not restrained their feet. Therefore, the Lord does not accept them. He will remember their iniquity now and punish their sins. Then the Lord said to me, do not pray for this people for their good. When they fast, I will not hear their cry. When they offer burnt offering and grain offering, I will not accept them, but I will consume them by the sword and by famine and by the pestilences. Then I said, Oh, Lord God, behold, the prophets say to them, You shall not see sword, nor shall you have famine, but I will give you assured peace in this place. And the Lord said to me, The prophets prophesy lies in my name. I have not sent them. Therefore, thus saith the Lord concerning the prophets who prophesy in my name, whom I did not send, and who say, Sword and famine shall not be in this land. By sword and famine, those prophets shall be consumed. And the people whom they prophesy shall be cast out in the streets of Jerusalem because of the famine and the sword. They will have no one to bury them them nor their wives, their sons, nor their daughters. For I will pour their wickedness on them. That's powerful. That's devastation. It's an eye opener. We all have to be ready to meet our Lord face to face. And if you're a Christian today, you are called by his name. And you're living for him. You gave up your life for him. You've repented of your sinful ways. You're not perfect. He knows that. You make mistakes. But you're not living the life of sin that you did before you became a Christian. You don't have to fear. Because no matter what happens in this world, what kind of famine, pestilence, and wars happens around you, God will protect you. He will protect you. He will hear your prayers. Amen? Amen. Because you got Jesus inside of you if you're saved today. And he has a guardian angel protecting you every day, all day long. Amen? Amen. So praise Jesus. Praise God. Keep your spirits up if you're saved today. And if you're not, you better repent right away. So we're in the last days. We're in the last generation. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 and 17, it reads, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing in everything. Give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So always pray. Pray without ceasing means... Constantly having your mind on the Lord. 
If you have your mind on the Lord, you're not going to sin. If, and having your mind on the Lord is communicating with him. Yes, he wants that, that serious one-on-one -on -one prayer in the morning and before you go to bed on your knees, humbling yourself to him, asking him to keep evil from you throughout the day, asking him to lead you out of temptation and thanking him for keeping evil from you that covers everything, rapes, attacks, killings, you name it, everything, diseases, he will protect you. You just ask, but you have to thank him. Amen? Amen. Don't just ask. All day long, you can talk to him in your mind. That's having your mind on the Lord. And then have the mind of Jesus was to please God and do his will. The unfaithful servant who only gets one gift and gets cast in the torture chamber and ultimately goes to hell. Serving as a Christian, a believer in name only, but he's not serving the Lord. He's not using his gift. That's a person who's not doing God's will. And brothers and sisters, you have to do God's will. Look at Saul. He didn't do the will of God. Oh, he did half of it. He did most of it, but he didn't do all of it. Brothers and sisters, do not tempt God. If he wants you to do something, do it 100%. Amen? Amen. In Romans 12, 12, it says, Rejoice in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer. Right? So yeah, we have some things coming before the great tribulation and don't worry about that because I've told you before, God is going to take his virgin church up out of here before the great tribulation hits. So if you're saved today, brothers and sisters, you rejoice in your heart. You be glad you're not gonna be left behind and be here for that great tribulation. But there's still things that have to come. We're gonna see some bad times, but you be prepared for it. Because if you're living for the Lord Jesus and you're communicating with him, you're his and he's inside of you. Ah, he's going to protect you, brothers and sisters. He can hit your whole block with an earthquake and your house not be touched. The whole neighborhood can be on fire, but your house cannot be touched because God will protect you. Amen. Amen. So keep your spirits up, brothers and sisters. And show the world your joy that you have in your heart. I once knew a man, he's gone to be with the Father now. But I've never seen someone show so much joy. He was always smiling. Whether he's in church or at a hamburger stand, he's smiling with joy. And it rubbed off on people. It was contagious. Other people would smile also. And be happy. And everybody's wondering, what does he have inside of him? I want to have that. Well, brothers and sisters, that's what you want to do. So people want to know, why are you so happy when the world's on fire? When there's an earthquake or tornado or flood or war, famine, pestilence. You tell them, it's Jesus. You are saved by the blood of Jesus and washed for the day of redemption and written in the book of life and you have joy in your heart because you know what's in the future for you. You know you'll be with your Lord and Savior forever and ever.
in the paradise of heaven, in the paradise of God. Amen? Amen. Brothers and sisters, always keep your spirits up and have your mind on the Lord.